shit. Your old Scrubjack friends. They're closing in. Scrubjacks are coming? Three transports, military style, heading for the valley. What are they after? Payback for blowing them up at the crash site? You tell me, they're your friends. I should put you in a box until it's over. Probably, but you're not. One of Hester's surveillance monitors brightens with an image of Elishiva's worried face. I received the alert, Hester. What's the... Oh, Lucan's with you. Good? Um, if he's willing to help... You don't want me to sit this one out? Explain. We've got a Scrubjack strike force approaching the valley. Are you certain it wouldn't be wiser to contain Lucan? Has he given you a reason to mistrust him? Yes, he's a Scrubjack. Any other reason? No. And do you mistrust him? To my shame, I do not. Elushiva pinches the bridge of her nose. She looks tired and frightened and strong. Shri Lucan, are you willing to help Hester? You are. I am. Then it's settled. There are 39 children in the valley. Keep them safe. Realm presents Marigold Breach, starring Jamila Jamil and Manny Jacinto. Episode 5. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. After Ilyashiva cuts the connection... Hester gestures at the controller. Their surveillance video consolidates into a single image. I expect Scrubjack vehicles to look like the Tribune's exoskeleton or Hester's crawler, all monstrous spines and corrugated plates. Not even close. Three diaphanous mounds sweep across the desert, fringed domes formed by thousands of gauzy ribbons billowing around the central masses. A few threads rise toward the electric sky while others reach sideways to link briefly with the other mounts. The nanotech filaments provide locomotion and sweep for feedstock and nanites. It looks wrong. I suspect it's patched together from partially compatible systems, and it cannot look wrong. It exists. I eye the mounds, ghostly pale in the gloom, catching glimmers of yellow and pink from the sky, freakily. There are standard transport vehicles within those nanotech shells. Still freaky. Recommended approach. 
support Hester. Instead of, say, hijacking her crawler and heading for the crash site? Yes. Because if that's what it takes to save your underground ass, then I can No, always... Lucan. Why not? We're not doing that anymore. Oh. Plus, I, I'm not confident I can hack the crawler quickly enough to matter. We're better off just biding our time. Stay alert for opportunity. Will do. I follow Hester toward the garage. You're going to stop the Scrubjacks in the Badlands? I don't have the firepower to stop them. You didn't have me before. I do now? Yeah, I'm all yours. So if you can't stop them, what's the plan? Scrubjacks rarely interfere with homesteaders, but they'll scavenge if it's easy pickings. So? So you make it hard. Exactly. I remind them that there's nothing here worth dying for. Oh. Unless you kill them at the crash sites. In which case, there's revenge. That's why the homesteaders tell you to keep things non-lethal. Hester unlocks the weapons cabinet with a gesture. No, and I agree. Are you good with a rifle? Yes. How about a launcher or combat stick? Yep. Anything you're not good with? Self-knowledge. I reach for a fat-bodied rifle called a Velikor, and a phrase pops into my mind. They're cheap and finicky, but at least they're cheap. <sighs> Such a waste of tech. That's okay. I also happen to know that even on default, we can paint a six-cent circle at range in combat conditions. <sighs> eh, not the Velikor. Here. Paste rounds, but hard enough to dent exoskeleton. Hester hands me a yoke rifle I don't recognize. Next, she passes me a comms pack. Short distance only. Whisper and I'll hear you. The ear set mounts easily, but I need to jam the mouthpiece against my soft palate with my tongue. Testing. Testing. Received. Perfect. Now let's check their position. They're 21 Kims away. We'll meet them in the wastes. Why? You have a minefield out there? We're tracking them at the outside limit of my range, which means they're not using countermeasures. They want you to see them? They want to parlay. Do they know you? They know my type. <laughs> Everyone's favorite auntie. <laughs> they call us Cylindrica, the people who protect homesteaders. Named after the soldier ant that blows herself up to defend her colony, which means they know that I've engineered a few surprises. It's more efficient for them to start with a conversation. And why are we playing along? Because I can't paint a beacon on them without getting close. A missile beacon? Mm-hmm. Usable even in Elam's atmosphere, if I can lock in a target. She taps a pressure pad. Just in case things turn ugly. I climb into the cockpit, a square space with three seats. <clears throat> the primary is for the driver. I believe the two orcs positions once functioned as navigation and gunnery stations. You believe? Uh, this entire vehicle is a mishmash. Is that the technical term? Instead of answering, Ven flicks my attention around the jury-rigged patchwork of a cockpit. Locked in. Let's go. Good thing we didn't try hijacking. Even you couldn't untangle that rat's nest of controls. Not within a useful time frame. Okay, so we'll help Hester scare off the scrubjacks, then she'll drive us to the Miracle site. You are correct. Why are you stating the obvious? Because I'm scared, Ven. I need to know that we're getting closer to your host, closer to yourself. Well, then you are correct. And lovely. Strap in. I secure myself. Three seconds before Hester drives off a cliff. Wait, 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 wait. Holy Santo! The crawler's attached to transport cables, Lucan. <sighs> the cockpit sways as we slide across the zipline assembly. 
and lands hard on a ledge on the other side of the gorge. When the crawler noses onto the ridge, the wasteland spreads in front of us. A flat expanse beneath the moonless sky, lit by flashes from the purple horizon. The ground looks like a cracked desert despite a few smears of algae. As I prep my borrowed Faraday exoskeleton, Hester pulls up an image on the primary screen. What the Gehenna is that? It's a hundred times the size of the transports. A scrubjack watchtower. Where the strike team deployed from. The watchtower is a tiered shape draped in gauzy membrane, with long threads sweeping the landscape. Eight or nine stories high and skinny, like the ghost of a pine tree on a blasted plain. Only a handful of vehicles surround it, including skimmers connected to the structure's peak by nanotech docking cables. A watchtower is a military base, hundreds of soldiers, serious firepower. We can't fight these people. All we can do is keep the homesteaders alive. Yes, sirree. She falls silent, driving, thinking. I should try that myself. Ben and I are inside a Faraday vehicle that already chartered the Marigold crash site, which is the best place, the only place, to recover data about Ven's true location, about her host's location, and of course... Forcing Hester to drive us to the site is achievable. Messy, but achievable. We're not abandoning the homesteaders. They're not the only ones who need help. They're the most deserving. We'll help them now and head for the crash site later. That's not a solution, it's a delay. You care about these people, Lucan. That's what scares me, Ven. I shouldn't care about anyone but you. <sighs> You're at 3033, my love, and holding steady. If nothing else, you are steady. We're two minutes out. What's my role? Stay quiet and look mean. If I open fire, hit them hard before they drop you. What if they recognize me? We'll cross that valley if we come to it. And uh, the targeting beacon? I'll handle it. But uh, get close to their vehicles if you can. I'll reroute through your comms pack if I need to. The crawler trembles to a halt. Hester punches the tread spurs into the dunes and activates two remote detonators. She activated three. She only told you about two. The rear hatch unseals. My breathing veil adheres over my mouth and nose, and I step through the airlock onto a platform built into the rear of the crawler, which is nose down, ass up, like a beetle about to burrow. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Two vehicles are approaching, with the third holding back. I shrug to get my yoke rifle into firing position. Eddies of dust waft around my ankles. There's a cluster of char-marked boulders to my left. 
sitting on undulating dunes with flecks of mineral that glimmer in the lightning strikes. They split up. One boat is staying behind. We could split up too. I'll take cover. We're still not fighting them, Lucan. Yeah, not yet. Not ever. At most, we'll fire off a few rounds before I detonate the crawler and burn everything within a half cam to ash. Including us. So you won't feel a thing. I start to reply, then two pale shapes coast into sight from the dunes. The scrubjack vehicles are wrapped in thickets of threads. They glide along smoothly as millions of filaments grope forward, then snap back. Hester touches her sternum. Maybe prayerfully. Maybe activating her beacon protocol. As the scrubjacks swivel to a halt ten meters away, figures appear beyond the curtain of threads, like people walking through a waterfall. One wears a spiky exoskeleton that I recognize. Tribune. I tense when I see a spark, but it's just Hester lighting a cigar. Her hands offer weapons, like she doesn't have a care in the world. Beacon prepped. Get closer. I edge forward, and the Tribune stops a half dozen meters away. She looks at Hester, then at me. She doesn't recognize you. Neither do her squad members. I'm Tribune Muenka. You didn't introduce yourself last time. Last time I was trying to kill you. This time, I'm trying to keep you alive. I like you better already. I'm Hester. Lucan, missile beacon emplaced. There's a containment unit in play now. Cylindrica. A real one. A squad designated Gigi Keen. They frighten me. That's nothing. You all frighten me. The Tribune's helmet accordion's down, revealing the top half of her face. <sighs> Gigi Keen is tasked with recovering the warware he removed from the crash site. Uh-uh. Homesteaders don't mess with warware. We detected a hot signature at the Marigold site. Off the charts hot. And it left the site with your crawler. The third vehicle's approaching. You think the warware infected my crawler system? Third vehicle approaching. That was our first theory, but the signal popped up again. Inside the valley when your crawler wasn't nearby. You scanned- Deep in the valley. Lucan. Oh shit. Izzy grabbed the warware. She's a collector, a magpie. That disc she was playing with. Prismatic gasket. Shit. Shit! Which is why Zhijikin needs to search your valley. Do not resist them. They are... I think they're running a motion suppression code. That's them in the third transport? In a containment vehicle. Almost here. Please, Hester. The only way to protect your people is to surrender. A small, pale blur appears in midair, above the dunes. The ghostly shape looks vaguely like a skimmer. One person hovercrafts beloved of scouts and racers. You are correct. There's a skimmer inside that nanotech. Given sufficient time, I can infiltrate the controls. How much time is sufficient? More than we have. Well, thanks for that valuable update. What do we do about Izzy? Too many variables. We just wait. The containment vehicle glides into view below the skimmer, a frayed tent surrounded by a knee-high cloud of dust. Your beacon's locked. On their watchtower, yes. But if they're running suppression code, they don't care about taking losses. Hitting them is a last resort. Keep playing along. The new vehicle slows to a halt. 
The outermost layer of nanotech bulges and the threads seem to weave into two humanoid shapes. Bipedal, faceless mummies of nanofiber and... Sinchoro battlesuits. They look like exoskeletons wrapped in bandages. The soldiers within are baseline human as far as I can determine. Two scrubjacks step from the vehicle, wrapped in bands of fabric that ripple and curl in a non-existent breeze. Also, they're strapped with helical assault weapons known as Haas, bulky mixed munition kinelaser rifles. As they approach, colors shimmer across the Sinchoro helmets and resolve into images, choppy low-resolution images that look like faces projected onto mannequins. The leading scrubjack presents as a young man with delicate features, and the flanking one as an older woman with a scarified face. Greetings. I am Shishikin. Which of them is speaking? No clue. Who am I talking to? To address any of us is to address all of us. What, you don't have separate names? Not for public use. You may call us Shishikin, both collectively and individually. There's some kind of hive mind? Mm, merely networked together to present a seamlessly integrated squad. I'll probably call you worse than that. A mockery of a smile appears on the man's face. The woman remains expressionless. The Tribune neglected to mention the benefit of working with us. Well, between you and me, I don't think she likes you. Our preference is to search the valley with your consent, for the sake of efficiency. We will locate and secure the warware. We don't have any war. In order to ensure your cooperation, however, we must demonstrate our capacity for brutality. The loose bands of the woman's suit tighten as she shifts her haw into ready position. That is the benefit to which we referred. Clarity of intention. The threads around Gigi King's vehicles open like a curtain on a stage. There's a faceless third battlesuit and six homesteaders, restrained with ropes of nanotech. Hostages. Please, help us. Ben, give me a solution. Now. Now! Infiltrate and detonate the Tribune's exoskeleton. Preemptively neutralize the hostages to demonstrate that we too are capable of brutality. Attempt to breach nanotech firewall. Deliver a paste round to the nearest vehicle's fuel grid. <sighs> Your weapon cannot penetrate Sinchoro battlesuits. Neither can Hester's. Those loosely wrapped strips of second. They're designed to repel long-range high-energy attacks. They are, however, relatively vulnerable to crude kinetic strikes. That's your solution? Beat them to death with my rifle stock? I'm detecting integrity degradation. The suits are only at 8% of capacity. So we have a chance? No. A fully charged Centauro battle suit could neutralize a toadfish combat system. They're at 8%. And still more than capable of neutralizing us. Give me a path, then. Stand down, adjunct, and- That's not a path. Let Hester address the scrubjacks while we move into position. Wait! Wait! Talk to me! Talk to me, sister! This doesn't buy you anything! We're not buying. 
We're demonstrating. If you hurt innocence, that doesn't make me more likely to stand aside. You want to... Demonstration commence. Nadia! Don't... Wait! The homesteaders are dead, and Hester swivels her weapon to cover first one Shijikin soldier, then another. They were children. They were children. If you attempt to prevent our search, we will kill every living thing in your valley. I don't move, but Ven does. A hacking assault against Shijikin's nanotech, the suits, and vehicles. Contacting remote host. This is dangerous. This is reckless. I can't hack the scrubjacks without drawing on my host. It might be too much. Whatever it takes, cancel them. I need to extend my link as far as possible to find my host. If my connection fails, so will I. Then... Let's cancel them. Make yourself ready for adverse reaction. I'm preparing to channel host capacity. I have missiles locked onto your watchtower. Your defenses will drop most of them. The rest will kill dozens, hundreds of your people. That is acceptable. Engaging host. Engaging host. Too weak. Engaging host. No. Can't. Will. Must. Too weak. Must. Cancel. Cancel. No. Got you, Agent Lucan. I have you. I'm here. The connection failed. I severed myself from my host, from my greater self. I, I had to. We were connected for a millisecond, but I, I couldn't infiltrate the Scrubjacks' firewall. I couldn't hack the Centauro battle suits. I'm so sorry, Lucan. I, uh, I. We still have the yoke rifle. Putting a round in the vehicle's fuel grid gives us a 6% chance of success. But I'm... I'm losing connectivity. No, hey, stay with me. I'll find the shot. Before I can fire, all the Gigi can freeze. Message received. Entering the valley is no longer necessary. We retract our demand. Since fucking when? Y yoke rifle at ready. Stay with me, then. Acquiring the target. The warware signature just reappeared on our scanner, Cylindrica. Long enough to pinpoint a source. Ah, oh, shit. They must have tracked Izzy. But then, moving in perfect sync, Shijikin orient toward me and block my shot. It's, it's him. He's the warware. You're listening to Marigold Breach, starring Jamila Jamil and Manny Jacinto. Marigold Breach is a Realm original production. Realm is your portal to another world. Listen away. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, 
A team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler, with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Marigold Breach is a Realm original production created and written by Joel Dane. Produced by Deanna M. Foe, Fred Greenholge, and Haley Wagreich. Directed by Fred Greenholge. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Marcy Wiseman. Executive producers Jamila Jamil and Manny Jacinto. Starring Jamila Jamil as Ven, Manny Jacinto as Lucan, Zara Fazel as Hester, Stephanie Shea as Tribune Muenka, Amin Al-Gamal as Sadia, Tiana Kamacha as Izzy, Malik Berger as Elashiva, Rupert Degas as documentarian, soldier and scrubjacks, Mickey Andre as Wadil, and Marie Westbrook as Commander Bonifant. Additional voices by the cast. Audio editing, sound design, and mixing by Rory O'Shea. Original score and composition by Jeroen Grauman. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Production coordinator, Kendall Thomas. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Azadulahi. Find more shows like Marigold Breach by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm. <laughs>